This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! You're watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Right, Chris. Oh, right there. Oh, right at the back. How are you, devil are you all? Well, phew, hey, squeaky bum time. <laughs> I don't know, mixed feelings. But I'll tell you something, it felt like a Sunday. <laughs> You're saying to me, why did it feel like a Sunday, Chris? <laughs> why did it feel like a Sunday, Chris? Because I tell you what, it's not just Jesus that saves. Danny Ward saves as well. Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. That is where you can find us. Um, 
all over, whether you want podcasts, that's usually after the show, uh, live in all those three places. And if you're not watching on YouTube, please get over there and give us a subscribe and a follow. It does help uh, the channel. Brad, um, Alan, who does our man of the match and, and ratings, <laughs> two words, he said, painful watch. You can't hear me. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it sounded it. You just, you try to tell after yesterday where the whole thing went down in the middle of the show. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I thought then for a minute, I thought he can't yeah, hear that, me. That gets you back for that backstage antics. <laughs> yeah, that gets <laughs> you back for the backstage antics. It sounded it. Unfortunately, I, I wasn't able to, to watch it. Um, today I had problems with my phone and, and, and streaming it itself wasn't the greatest, but it sounded like, and I know I said, I said to you this just before we, we've come live, Chris, didn't I? I said it sounded like that traditional cup where both sides kind of play the game like, well, if we get through, we get through, but if not, the lads that want to make an impression at least get, you know, like the managers are going, if we go through, it's a bonus, but as long as the lads are put out, do a good job, we've had a good game sort of thing. But Brighton don't like playing at the King Power. They don't like playing in cup competition. No. So, no. no. We and, have to uh, stop drawing, Brighton. It's not good for my heart. 90-odd minutes and uh, 94. I want, I, want, I want to start by actually saying um, good evening to Facebook uh, user there. Sums it up about us leaving things for the last minute. I want to start, and I've got to give um, credit here to the Brighton fans, because yet yeah, my stream was down uh, until about the 40th minute, but we'll come on to that. Um, but listening to it, you could have heard a pin drop during that minute silence. Now, normally, with opposition fans, you get some idiot that you know thinks it's clever to cheer or shout something, and then it sets others off. Reply. So I always want to say thank you to the Brighton fans because I think they were impeccable tonight. Yeah, it's always nice when that happens, and I I don't ever recall when it's been for such a a sad occasion to to come to the anniversary of the passing of of Vishai. Uh, I don't think any club we've ever um, played on on that day has been anyone anywhere near disrespectful. In fact, we've got quite a rapport with Cardiff because of that day, because obviously they were the first yes. opponents we played after the the, the the tragedy struck. So I'm really glad and thankful that no no nobody who travelled to the game from 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 Brighton or, or both sets of fans because sometimes you get a not uh, a, an idiot at home, don't you? That's mm -hmm. maybe had a few two beers. Um, thankfully, nothing went off. Um, and uh, it's nice to see that um, Leicester keeping up a good habit of always getting a good result on this day because mm. it's always going to be forever and an emotional day for anybody represented within Leicester. Not just the club, but within Leicester. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's made a and bit I, of and I think, um as part of these YouTube channels, we're in a lot of groups um, sharing information and helping each other out. And I want to say again, thank you to uh, all my fellow um, uh, contributors and, and, and YouTubers for the 
messages uh, of support you've sent today. Uh, Doug even sort of sending me a, a personal one. So thanks to everybody for that. That was really appreciated this morning. Uh, even if you did wake me up with my phone going off. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start, and you'll know why in a minute. I'm just going to start with this, because I love this. But this... That's Dan. Dan! 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 No, he's not seeing me. I'll get him later. Dan! Fine. <laughs> that is just for Dan from Turf Moor House, who called it um, Danny Ward penalty save. He did actually say, and I was about to go mad at you because you did actually send me a message saying, because poor old Burnley got beaten by Tottenham. It's just not your season, is it? But you sent me a message just before, during, well, during the penalty shootout saying, oh, yeah, you'll win this. Dan, Danny Ward save, will save a penalty. And when he did, I thought you, you felt that you told me before it had happened and were giving me a spoiler and I would not have been happy. Um, <laughs> but good evening, Dan. I won't ask how you are because you lost to Tottenham and I know that's always painful for you. Um, yeah, words and pictures. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, Dan, indeed. Dan, Dan, the Burnley man. And on Andrew, nearly called you Andre for some reason then. Andrew, uh, I've called you worse, let's be honest. Still not convinced by Vestergaard. Bookline from America. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, I admire your dedication to produce the post-match Caribou Cup show. We we do everything here. We do everything. Have a look at the new uh, welcome video on the YouTube page. You'll see we, we, we do more videos than Derby County got points in the Premier League. <laughs> just, just Let's just leave it at that. But... Brad, Chowdhury captain? Yeah, I don't... I'm not sure if there was a natural captain out there uh, in the lineup tonight. About like two seconds. Somebody's trying to ring me. I'll give him one the phone down. Two seconds. Right, you did. You panicked me then because um, I'm going to be honest with you, that's what happened the other day. Lots of bad noise. And then my, my, my stream... Uh, my stream ended. Let's just quickly um, do this because it's still fresh in the memory and I think it still needs a replay. Viewers, <laughs> apologize. I'm continue. I love that. I love that. So yeah, Chowdhury was captain. Um, let's have a look here at the uh, at the team. Um, pretty much, I've got to give a credit. We we didn't pre plan it, but me and um, and uh, and Craig put, put a team together in the preview show last night. We were not that far off. In fact, the only one I think that we didn't go for was um, well, we, we actually, you know, in fairness, Craig went for Daily Campbell. There just wasn't a thing on the BBC app with his name on, so couldn't bring him in. Um, but yeah, like you say, you know, I suppose Soyuncu experience, but again, I've got to be saying, take my hat off. You know, I've not always been a, a, a supporter of Chowdhury, but 
all fair play to him tonight. Yeah, dude, look, like I said, there wasn't exactly really a bad performance out there. I don't think anybody had, had a terrible game. Um, I, I, I think the lineup was exactly what most people expected or as close to it as you're going to get without maybe a few others. I saw a few shows. Um, thought it was very strange that people were so insistent that Evans would play a fourth game in a row with Arsenal at the weekend. That baffled me. But apart from yeah. apart from a few people saying Evans will play it, a lot of people got it right. Uh, we we expected a change. Um, a few nice surprises. Seeing seeing Campbell on the side. Um, Dewsbury Hall probably wasn't too much of a surprise, but it was nice after all the words that Brendan's said about him, um, yeah. in the, especially in the pre-season, to see him getting getting minutes on the pitch and looking good. Um, and obviously, there was Lutman and Harvey Barnes, who with the Leicester's reshuffle in, in, in style of formation, uh, have been a bit restricted to being bit part players on the bench over the last few weeks so it was nice it was a good run out and in the end it was probably uh, a performance that matched the 10 changes to the side yeah yeah Andrew says here very unprofessional Brad it will appear when we do an end of season gag reel it will appear on the maybe along with Macedonia but shh, don't 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 tell Brad Macedonia I think you got away with it <laughs> Nippon, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, Terry, good evening, sir. Welcome along. I uh, hope you're well. Uh, it's great living in Brighton. I bet it is, mate. I bet it is. Uh, you know, can I just say that when we played them the other, other time, and um, of course, it was very difficult because we were playing Brighton and VAR tonight without VAR's help, they couldn't beat us. I'm just, yep. I'll just leave that out there. I'll just leave that out there. Words You're a forward, Mr. Potter. <laughs> words and pictures is gone. and love this clip. I, I love it as well, words. I really do. And Andrew says, I hope that was your phone buzzing. We'll never know. He did go off camera, so, you know, you can't see what he's doing with his hands down there. But um, overall, <laughs> yes, overall, if he bounces, he's on his bed, so if he bounces, we know. Um, overall, pretty much what you'd expect. You know, we've got three weeks of two games a week. You know, because next week we've got Moscow coming over. Last week we had Moscow away. We've, we've got Brighton this week. So you expected the changes. Um, I mean, I looked at that and I thought, knowing that Brighton would also be making changes, because I think that they really want to concentrate and get as high up the league as they can. I, I, I looked at that and I thought, that's the squad that we can win. But Overall, whether it was the fact that it's a Caribou Cup, whether it's the fact that we've played so many games, it just felt, and no, no disrespect to the fans, because the fans were making a lot of noise, but it just felt a bit flat. Yeah, it did. It seemed to be very contrast in both halves. It seemed to be a case of Leicester were right on it for the first 20 minutes of each mm -hmm. half, and then sort of... I wouldn't, maybe some people might say in a bit of an arrogant way, kind of went, well, that's job done because Brighton aren't really doing much and maybe they lost a bit of focus. It would be a bit harsh to say that. I mean, when you when you don't play week in, week out, like a lot of that squad does, it, it can be hard to keep that momentum going. 
And yes. obviously you're expected when you play for Leicester or you play for any club to men, you know, to keep the same mentality and concentration as as the regular mm. players, you know, like your Madisons and your and, and your Tillemans and your Vardis, etc. And it's not always that easy. Um but I, I, I think you know, in, in a sense, Leicester and Brighton were probably the makers of their own downfall. Brighton certainly were for our goals, and we still haven't figured out that we don't like conceding from set pieces for, for mm. one of them. So, in the end, I think if you were to look at the lineups of every game that went on tonight and you were mm. to say which one's probably going to go the distance, you would have looked at Leicester and Brighton's and gone, they've definitely got both eyes on the weekend and possibly coming weeks with the side they put out and and the way it might go definitely um and david says there you'll no doubt get to it later but to my eyes both Vestergaard and mendy were very poor hamza was actually very good got stuck in and was very active i think and i haven't got a graphic this week because it's a late night game and and um uh, we're waiting, obviously, on Alan coming out of the ground. Rather than keep you guys waiting and still be doing this at one o'clock in the morning, we started the show early. But basically, uh, Alan, who, who does our uh, match ratings, um, gave the team four and the manager five. Now, as we always say, remember that you know this is he's been there, he's seen it live, so you know he's seen a lot more than we're seeing on the screen. Um, yeah. And, you know, a four and a five could be a five and a six. It's, you know, one ear or the other. We say that every time. And as he said, two words he said were painful watch that, that I pinched at the start. Um, I think that kind of sums it up. Nobody, and I'll come to the man of the match later, but nobody really stood out. There's a couple of individual um, pieces of brilliance for the goals, but you can't say that, you know, anybody really sort of state to claim or even as they just stood out for me no and the, the, there was probably a there's probably going to be a few players that came that have come off that pitch tonight probably a bit annoyed at themselves more than anything and and this was always going to be this is probably always one you, you've kind of got the sense that the ratings weren't going to be high um mm. Uh, and unless unless one team just killed over, then it was either going to be extremely high or extremely low, depending on which team it was. But both teams kind of match each other in the intensity. And mm. look, I don't want I don't want to say it, but the attitude towards this competition is very lethargic in general. You know, we could do a whole show talking about the presentation of it. Yeah. Don't get live draws. We don't. You know. We, 10.30 in the morning on a Saturday for the next for a quarter-final draw yeah. of the cup. I mean, whether that is a, an upgrade from the fact that you know, we said if we talked about this before, whether it's an upgrade on the fact that it's normally on the one show, which is not a show you know. It's almost like, I mean, it was in fairness, we know that it's sort of, you know, the, the least of the competitions you want to win, probably just above the Johnson Paint Trophy, if that's still going. But, you know, the... You, it's it is second to the FA Cup, but for God's sake, put some jazz into it. You know, do yeah. the draw on the one show, like you say, ten thirty on Saturday when people are setting off to the matches if they're playing away, or they are. I mean, I know it'll be on the radio and what have you, or you know, you're out with the missus shopping, what doing the garden. It's just almost like 
the the EFL are taking you know caribou for 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 idiots. <laughs> yeah, we'll give all this money, but we can't really be bothered with the cup, you know. Yeah, and it, it, it's a shame, you know, when when Leicester were very predominant in in being in finals and winning the league cup and and making a good fist of it with the competition, it was really at its probably unfortunately probably at its peak then, and we didn't realise it. You know, yeah. we enjoyed it. And back then, it was more a tradition of you probably had Liverpool and Manchester United, but then every other club in that competition in the Premier League was wanting to win it because it was a backdoor into Europe. But it still is; nothing's changed. It still gets; it still has the potential to give your Burnleys. Um, I know yeah. they're out tonight, but to make an example, you know your Tottenham's who are playing in the Conference mm-hmm. League, so they can't even make it into the co- you know. Why anybody would say they don't want to win a, 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 a Carling Cup is oh, beyond yes. me. Despite all of that, I'd still want to win it. And I remember, like yeah. I said, it was great when we went to Wembley three times in four years, won it twice, unfortunately lost to some club who has a cock on a ball, as I believe. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, when, when you know, I can remember we played Man United in that comp- in one of the seasons when we won it. And half their team were from the youth team. You know, I don't think they did take it seriously at that point. They used to, and then it kind of died down. I mean, you know, when you look saying that the final, one of the finals was Leicester versus Tranmere, that says it all. Arsenal never made any bones of the fact that it was always going to be the youth players that were there up until the semis or whatever. And then suddenly the big teams did realise it was a way into Europe. And of course, Man City, who, bye bye. Bye bye, yeah, Man that, City. That yeah. awkward moment when the Man City, Man City goes out the Man City Cup. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, they they have taken it seriously now. But you know, you look at the teams that are in it. Sunderland, for example. You know, they're in the quarterfinals. Well done, guys. You know. Um, so yeah, it is a. It does. I think, as I say, I think that whether it's the sponsors, but it's the EFL. They're not really, I don't think, and you made the point to me, but I agree with you totally. That I don't think they take it seriously. No, and it is such a shame, you know, given given all the, and, and rightfully, the attention that goes to, to playing in the FA Cup. We make a massive spectacle of it. It's very dramatic. We're always looking at, you know, having a Waterlooville or playing Chelsea at having a Waterlooville. So it's live on BBC and everybody can hope that they can knock out Chelsea and that gets all excited. And then you hear that, you know, like you said, you know, for you know, in the nineties, all right, I'll give you the Manchester United did play their reserves. Although I remember Martin O'Neill retorts that question in that game you're on about, where he went, if you're talking about the likes of Keane and Borsky as reserve players, well, that that's your own opinion. It wasn't, it wasn't the whole. It wasn't the whole. No, no, no. But what I'm saying, what I'm. Yeah, what I'm saying is, is I remember the game and I remember his comment yeah. uh, very carefully. Yeah. And, and but the thing is, there was also less teams back then that that, that didn't take it seriously. Leicester certainly yeah. took it seriously. Yes. Um, yes. Other clubs like that definitely took it seriously, and it baffles me because, you know, I don't understand why the Europa League and the League Cup seem to go hand in hand with everybody having such a well, not everybody, but quite a lot of clubs and fans of them clubs having such a disdain for the competition mm. you know it, 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 it makes me scoff at the fact that some clubs are going oh I'm not bothered that we didn't make your own play I'd rather not make it or oh I'm not bothered about the league cup I'd rather not win it what, what you were empty well if you're <coughs> empty 
trophy cabinet. You know, you not think, though, I take on board 100% what you're saying there, and I agree with you, but it's great that we've gone through, and while we're in it, I want to win it. But I remember last season, you know, we got Arsenal in our first game, and they, they put us out, if you remember. And yes. I, don't, I remember not not being happy we're out, but not being not disappointed if that if that makes sense, you know. Yeah, I I, I think it is, it is the fourth. Like... It is the fourth competition, I think. On every, you know, if you had to say, you know, yeah. if I said to you, which one, you know, would you want? Would you not mind going out of? I think you'd have to say the Caribou Cup, wouldn't you? Yeah, obviously, you definitely would. You go in an order of ranking, it's going to be the yeah. Carabao Cup. Um, yeah. But again, at the same time, that kind of gets a bit simmered, doesn't it? Because if you if you draw, say, an Arsenal or a Manchester United in the FA Cup, you don't mind losing to a stronger side on paper. Mm. I know Man United are great with Ollie at the wheel. I'm loving them at the moment. I'm sure lots of people are. But my contrast is, if we'd have got... Manchester United in the FA Cup when Ferguson was in charge would have gone well as long as we give them a good game if of course an upset brilliant but if not we go out yeah. you don't even get that effect in the Carabao Cup last season like you said we weren't really asked. and again tonight to a point I wasn't really overly bothered and I know I might sound like I'm making an advocate for the Carabao Cup but that just shows you how it's changed if we'd have been playing Brighton in 98 or 96 when we went on to win it you know uh, I, I would have been very disappointed to have lost that on penalties. I mean, we were used to make spectacles of winning set, winning penalties. You know, we, we have we a really out very easily on penalties. One, uh, yeah, one Arsenal we knocked yeah. out in the FA Cup yeah. on penalties. And I know that's a different yeah. contest, but you even feel that, that gets stung out of it. Like they're not yeah. like, like fans of collective, and unfortunately, yeah. it's a shame. I think the facts as well, you know, you, you've got all these. You know, it's not on Sky, it's not on BT. Yeah. It's not on Amazon. It's not yeah. on um, the BBC. You know, you, you if you want to watch highlights tonight, you have to watch, I think, on Quest, which is a Discovery Channel channel. Uh, you know, and it's like, it, you know, I mean, I'm sure the BBC or ITV would grab their arms off to, to take it. Whether Sky, I think, might get involved later, I don't know. But uh, we're going on to the yeah. comments here. David says, I would agree. Barn shot for his goal was good. And the closing down to create the defensive error was also good. We'll come on to Barnes in a second because I do yeah. want to talk about Barnes. Uh, Munzi talks, great win for you lot. He's a Man United fan. Please don't take anything that um, Brad says too seriously about Man United. He just hates you. Uh, we've got a great show, lads. Thanks very much. He's still saying that now after what Brad said. Uh, David Hertzvich, um thought the first 20 minutes were excellent. From then on, it felt like we were playing to hang on. Um, Munzi says, uh, Oh, <laughs> words and press. He's still going on with Dan Dan Dan. Um, you like that, don't you? You like that words. Uh, Munzi, Liverpool will win it, so you don't need to worry about it. It's a cup, it's a cup, so who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Ma um, Maisie, how the devil are you? Um, we are we, we are good, Maisie. We are good. Are you still in this cup? I don't think you are, are you? I think, I think this is another one that uh, that Ollie's managed to sort of. Jettison you out of Brendan. No, it's a big brain by Ollie, right? He knew this losing streak was going to come up, so he thought, well, if we're not in the Carabao Cup, we can't lose. That is very, that is true. 
Ollie's big bro, mate. Don't worry about yeah. it. Ollie's wheel. Just a minute. Yeah, Sorry, Ollie's mate. at the wheel. Ollie's at the wheel. Make sure you've got your seatbelts on, guys. Fine to yeah. say it's the fourth choice cup, but now we're in the quarterfinals. We should go for it. It's two matches from Wembley. Bronze, totally agree. We, we, oh. we were just saying that. We want to win it. When we were, yeah. you know, we're not saying we don't want to win it. If we're in it, we want to win it. Yeah. But if we were to go out, I'd be disappointed if we fell out. You know, if we were in the top four all season again and we fell out, I would be disappointed if we got out in one of the early rounds at the of the FA Cup after winning it last season. If we don't go through in the Europa League, I'd be you know I'd be upset, more upset. That's what we're saying. Just more yeah. upset. But yeah, when we're yeah. in it, I want to trip. I want a trip to Wembley. Of course, I yeah. do. You know, um, I think most fans would. Oh, there's quite a few um, comments I've got to catch up with here. Uh, City at the Cameroon Cup gives you a greater advantage to win the Cameroon. I think Chelsea may potentially win it too. Uh, Almighty Blues Ankit, how the devil are you so welcome along? Is agreeing with you that about um, the uh, about the Chelsea comment? I mean, it depends how seriously they take it, and I suppose how far they're going in the other competitions. Um, Words and pictures. Good evening, says um, Dan. Uh, FA Cup revenge, please. Oh, you just lost it. You were second best on the day, Anki. Just accept it. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, Devils here. Uh, so basically, Oli thought if we get out of the Garibou, we'll win the Champions League. I don't, I don't, well, no, yeah. no, that's not that's no. not Champions League, Chris. That's a type, that stands for Conference League. Ah, that's what it is. That's, that's what it, it is. That, that's where yeah. it is. That's where United are going. They're going. Yeah. I'm sorry, mate. I'm normally nice to you. I'm just. I'm. I'm sorry. He's gonna have a go at me now. Daisy, you miss you missed the uh, five nil clip again. I was still gonna be I'm gonna be playing that for weeks yet, so don't don't think that you know, once you played another game that it goes at path. Yeah, you might you might maybe Man United might do well at the weekend because they've not had a game midweek, so that means they'll be a lot fresh oh, fresher, won't it? But um well, hang on. Hang on, no, they had two weeks off before they played us. No, forget that. Forget I said that. Scrap that. <laughs> so, Maybe they're still I, trying to damage limitate Liverpool's result. Maybe they're still yeah. trying to do some damage limitation. Uh, but let's just say, I mean, um, Dakar, I don't think, was slow. I think he was very clear. But Barnes, I want to talk about because what a start he gave us. Six minutes in, took his goal well. I know you were saying you were listening to it on the radio rather than watching it, and I was at that point. But uh, Matt Elliott was getting excited as Matt Elliott could be. Uh, it was a great start, though. And, you know, to say that he's been out, the two players that were out, him and Luckman, I think, did really well. Yeah, and I think probably out of the players that came in from the cold, if you will, um, they were the two that we were keen to see get a performance and they've both got a goal from the Knights well, well, well technically did Barnes take a penalty as well as Lukeman yes, I know he Bonner, did. Yeah. You know, he took so, the second penalty yeah I, I don't know yeah so you know they've managed a couple of goals through the night that'll do them some good and you know it'll give Brennan the incentive to know that if if the 3-5-2 isn't quite working then he can um he can rely on Barnes and Lutman and change things up. So, he, 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 you know, when when you have a game like this of, of um, low quality from both sides, in the nicest way possible, uh, in mm. terms of, you know, the chain players coming from cold, not being up to scratch and not 
been at the full tempo that we've seen over the last two or three games. Um, I think it's nice to see the players that you're expecting perform and get a goal, some form of positive impact uh, mm. out there. And it, it gives Brendan a nice comfort knowing he, he can re- change it up if it's not going well for him in a game. Mm. And <laughs> you've actually exposed Maisie. I don't know that you two need to get your own I did, room. I did not. Cold water. You know. <laughs> I, I didn't do it, Your Honour. I didn't expose anybody. I didn't send anything to anybody. No, that's not. not I'm innocent. Do, do, check out, uh, do check out Devils United TV. It's a great channel. It doesn't just do Man yeah. United. And it's a great channel just to nip over and give her a bit of banter. She loves a bit of banter, does Maisie. And uh, Almighty Blues FC as well, a great Chelsea channel. Like us, a lot of these channels, although they run primarily for in ourselves with Leicester, they do do other things as well. Maisie does a lot with with women's football. I just suppose is that when you support Man United or Arsenal, the women's team's got to be one that you uh, <laughs> may be holding out for winning something this season. Oh, did I say that out loud? Burnley's grabbing at straws here with Dan. Uh, Harvey Barnes, the only positive to come out of Burnley in recent times, was born in Burnley. That's desperate, oh. mate. That yeah. is desperate, you know. Well, I, th- I tell you um, what is nice. It, well, the only positive to come out for Harvey Barnes is the commentator. So finally stopped calling him Ashley Barnes. That's insulting. <laughs> um, here we go. Uh, poor defending, Facebook user says, by City tonight. Don't bite in the t- I mean, there was, there was changes. And then during the game, there was five substitutions, which you were allowed in this competition now uh, from this point onwards. I mean, that's half the team that's been changed. So I don't think you're going to get any consistency. You know, we knew when I looked and I saw that team, I'm thinking, yeah, good team. We can win this with that team, but there's not going to be the free flowing football that we, we saw against Man United or we saw against uh, Moscow because they're players that, you know, haven't been playing for a while. And then when they're on, you know, I say half of them get taken off. So it, it I suppose a bit of a stuttering performance was expected. Yeah, yeah. And look, I know it's, you know, carting the same tired horse here, but I I don't think the competition's, you know, hall and law uh, in terms of its appeal to fans and maybe its appeal to certain players that, you know, maybe that, they know that this is just a run out. This is they're only playing to save legs, and and the, you know the old player like Chowdhury and and, and Lutman and, and and Barnes, who we've seen a bit more of it throughout the season, would have seen it more as a chance to impress. And I think to a degree, when they were good, they did impress, especially Hamza Chowdhury, someone who, you know, near the end of last season, was a talked about leaving, and B was probably fifth, sixth, seventh choice for that position that he plays. He's again rebuilt himself, found a bit of confidence, and done well when 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 he's been asked to play and come on. It was probably some people, maybe like, and I hate to say it because I do like players in Leicester shirts to do well, and despite what I say about certain players, um, I don't think if Leicester play a three at the back against Arsenal, I don't see Vestergaard starting that game because I don't think he covered himself in any glory. For a guy of his stature, he was very, very tame on the ball and very, very shaky 
I I don't know how he's come here and been had his confidence blown away that badly that he can't perform. And I know Sionchu had a bit of a do, do you, you you say that and he hasn't necessarily played well, but I'm say hi to Luca. I'll see you on Friday for the uh, preview of the Arsenal game, mate. Um, you say that with Vestergaard. I mean, I I look back and you remember that stick that Ryan Bennett got. You know, I mean, yeah. was was he as bad as we were making out, or were we as fans yeah. just peed off? that he was the only signing we made in the January window. I think that's what it was. I don't think, you know, it, it, yes, he didn't necessarily go out there win any man in the matches or anything like that. And Vestergaard today, did he do any worse than anybody else? Who so are we just saying we don't like Vestergaard? Now, all I will say is, if we hadn't gone out and bought Vestergaard, Tarkovsky was twice the money, uh, at least, that Bernie would have held out for. We haven't got Fafana in. We've got Evans, who is a, a, a li- let's be honest with you, as good as he is, he's a liability because you don't know exactly when he's you know going to get injured again and at his age how long he might be out for. We needed some form of cover. Benkovic obviously isn't that man. It's not in his plans. That's, he's making that obvious. And we went out and we were able to get him for 15 million, which, let's be honest with you, it sounds a lot, but these days it's peanuts. I don't yeah. You know, has he done anything worse than Soyuncu this season? Because Soyuncu was bloody awful at the start and I wanted him dropped. Yeah, unfortunately, when you're a new player, you come into the mix where no matter how unbiased you try to be um, as a fan or as a, as a manager, it, you're probably afforded a bit more time to get your head together and get it sorted um, if you've been there for a few years and, and a predominant first-team player like Soyuncu has. And un- unlike others that have come before Vestergaard, I don't think Leicester fans over-expected uh, anything from Vestergaard. I think it was very clear by the way they haggled the deal down and, and his terms and his contracts for his, the length of it, um, that Vestergaard was coming in purely on the basis of the fact that that absolute something or other that I won't say um, broke Fafana's leg. Had he not, not happened, I don't think Leicester no. signed Vestergaard. I don't, but, I don't think we would. Well, and that's maybe why we only got Luckman on a loan, yeah. because the money was spent on, on, on Vestergaard. And even, yeah. even Brendan Rodgers didn't expect Vestergaard to be playing as much as he, he is now. Um, no. So... You know, and let's look at that back four as a whole. You know, you don't know each week whether it's a back four, back three, back five, whatever. You don't know with the injuries we're getting. And it's great to see um, James Justin back on the training ground, by the way. It, it, it's brilliant to see him. Um, but, you know, whoever comes into there, you it's a different one each week, almost. Yeah, yeah, and I, I and I stress the point that Leicester need to um, keep maintain as best they can a consistent back three, which we have seen with Sionchu, Evans, and Amati over the last two to three games, and again taking into account the state I of the Carabao Cup um, and how the Carabao Cup is, is deemed um, to a lot of clubs, and 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 given you know as you pointed out earlier. We are in that period where Leicester will be playing midweek 
weekend, midweek weekend for a yeah. few for a few weeks. Um, that these players are going to have to come on. I I personally don't think Leicester fans expected too much from Vestergaard in the way, and I think the only thing that's disappointing and the reason. Um, you know, I, I get your comparisons to Bennett. I think it was a mixture of both with Bennett. I think Leicester fans were frustrated that they didn't do more action in the transfer window. And when they did, it wasn't of the highest quality with all greatest respect to Ryan Bennett. Mm. In, in the fact that he wasn't of that calibre that Leicester brought in. I don't think Ryan Bennett, to his capabilities, did, us, did anything wrong or did anything worse than what he could achieve. But he wasn't of the calibre. And unfortunately, yeah. I think, like you said, he, he wasn't in, expected he was to have played as much as he has this season. No. But he, for he, 50 he million, we've got a player to, to, to whack on. That yeah. If Evans, yeah, it's squad. Squad player to come on for 15, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, shut out the game, yeah. give someone like Evans a rest for so long, yeah. if they're picking up a knock or whatever. And... I just think somehow he's still not quite managed to live up to the very yeah. low expectations, for lack of I a better agree, word yeah. to explain it. Yeah. I think Luca that's the problem says, we're um, with Luca says that Arsenal are going to um, beat us on Saturday. Um, Arsenal that's all I'm going to say to you, Luke. Although, having said that, in fairness, I would have sooner played you at the start of the season. I've got a feeling we'll do to Arsenal what mm. most teams do when Arteta starts getting giddy with his performances. Yeah. We'll, we'll, be, we'll talk about that on the show on Friday. Yeah. Um, Maisie says here, I felt the Vestergaard, I felt with Vestergaard, he was so good last season that people had a higher expectation going to Leicester. I think he will get better over time. I mean, I'm 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 an old git here. I'm sat here, grey hair, no hair, whatever, depending what part of my body you look at. We won't go into that. But you know, I can remember Kevin Keegan, for an example. I think when Liverpool signed him, Liverpool may fans may correct me here, but I seem to remember he came from I think it was Scunthorpe to Liverpool. And I think it was quite a few months before he even saw the first team. You know, these days players are brought in whether it's from another club or another abroad, and they're plopped into these teams almost straight away. I mean, sometimes they sink, sometimes they swim. For Fauna swam like he was an Olympic swimmer. But, you know, we, we, we're not giving players time to bed in before we're getting on their backs. And Leicester, we've always got to have a scapegoat. It's been Chilwell last few years before he left. And, you know... Ugh, players before then, and I don't know why he was an England left-back, but, you know, Leicester fans knew better than that and thought he was rubbish. Um, but we like to sort of pick on these players. But he's not he's not been brilliant, um, but it's, it's, it's hard he's for all, you know. Yeah, he's also not been as awful as people make out. And I think no. when you look back at his transfer, I think there was more... Some fans maybe put more on his shoulders because it was a panic... Uh, expectation and what I mean by that is before I got injured all of a sudden we only had Evans and Soyuncu available and as well as Leicester have done in the transfer window we were kind of like can we get someone we actually know is reliable at the back and has got experience in this division instead of going to the French fifth division to get a centre-back in please because A with Benkovic we've seen that it doesn't always work out when you get them from a farmer's league mm. but 
not my, my point stands is, you know, and Vestergaard can't come with some experience. And on his day, he can be a good defender. But I think it was the panic around not having Fafana, Leicester have a tendency mm. to play three at the back. Do we really want another untried player that might not work out, even though the percentages would weigh up the Leicester find gems all the time? There is these players that we spoke about and mentioned names before that don't work out. Or do we go out and get a tried and tested and very well-proven player? And we got him in. And like Mage said there, maybe the expectations of the fact that he was quite commanding and and minus them two games against Leicester and Manchester United was very well-rounded as a defender and never really had a shattering performance. Um, and again, he had an injury when he came to us, didn't he? Yes. He, he yeah. played one game and was injured. So he didn't come to, to us. have to accept as Leicester fans that if we hadn't bought him, we would have been in the doo-doo. Well, we would have been relying on Benkovic. And I tell you what, Benkovic... I don't even think Benkovic would have got in, to be honest with you. I think it would have been some um, some youth player that, that, that came in. Uh, I mean, David, David says here, I don't understand though why they look as disjointed most of the time when Evans is not there. He can't tell them what to do all the time, but Vestergaard looks bereft of any initiative on his own. Again, though, David, and I respect your opinion, but you could say exactly the same thing about Soyuncu when Evans is not next to him. You know, this has been something that's been said a few times, is that Soyuncu plays better when Evans is in the squad. Why? Soyuncu should be able to play well. He's an international. He's, he's got the experience now. He should be able to play well, whether Evans is in there or not. Now, mm. you know, you, you, you yeah, look sure. at, um, you know, Brendan Rodgers has even said, that Soyuncu is the better player when Evans is in there. Well, why? Like I say, he's a Turkish international. He's been here a few years. You shouldn't have to have Evans. But what Evans brings you is the experience, because he's been there, seen it, got the T-shirt, a bit like a Wes Morgan. I mean, what did Wes Morgan bring to the team at the end of his time when he came on? It certainly wasn't football, because more than often than not, at the end of his term, he put the ball in the back of his, his own net. But what he bought was the experience to tell the other people what they can do. That's what Evans brings. And when Evans isn't yeah. there, of course you lose that. But it's not just Vestergaard, so Yuntu does as well. Yeah, and I, I have brought this up before, haven't I? That I said I don't feel that Vestergaard and Soyuncu are natural leaders in the no. sense of they are they are like your dogs on a leash that you let off and go at them. We we know we've heard the stories about. Don't some, mention. I can just say, don't mention dogs here in front of Dan because obviously Burnley players aren't allowed to keep dogs because they you can't hold on to a lead. Well, that's very true. Sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to abuse your team again, yeah. but you know, yeah. we're talking about you know, but they don't have that. In, they've got the killer instinct. They've got that. I'm going to shoot you out. I'm going to make that tackle. I'm going to catch up to you. They mm. they're there. As sort of the, the 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 bodyguards, if you will, or the grunts, or whatever terminology you want to use, where Evans will pull the strings. Because if you look at every back line in the Premiership, I don't care how good you are, you you will go to every team and say, if Virgil Van Dijk, if Harry Maguire to a certain, well, maybe this season is more Varane because he's the more experienced player. If if and I'm yeah. I'm drawing a blank on other teams, no, but if they are, yeah. yeah, yeah. If Varane and and Van Dyke are missing out on Liverpool's back line, there isn't um, every man and his dog. Sorry, mm. sorry, 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 Dan. Sorry, 
every man and his cat, whatever, um, will tell you that they are weaker without them players in. And it's no, it's not saying that they can't defend without them players, but every team's trained. You are a great defender, but you are more suited to getting yourself in their faces, getting them crunching tackles in and listening to this man. This man's played for Man United, he's played for West Brom, he's won trophies, he knows what he's doing. If he tells you to do something, you listen to him. If you used to get it, just get that ball out. And you have it. We had it at Leicester with Elliot Walsh and, and Taggart. These players mm. had commanding heads. We could rotate. We, we, we're not sports at that. Now the game is played where you will always have a standout defender. You have a standout midfielder and a standout attacker at every point in the pitch, mate, don't you? So you go around every club, Dan, Burnley, Tarkovsky, if he doesn't play, you're probably a weaker side without him and you don't have that commanding defender. So I don't think of being much weak than we are at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I get, I get, I do get yeah. what you mean. I do get what you mean. Oh, I'm going to ask was, you. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll leave this thought, and we'll have a, a very, very quick ten-second break and come back and carry on. But I will leave you with this thought: fifteen million for Vestergaard, or eighteen million for Harry Maguire. Indeed, new competition coming up tomorrow night. I'm doing sloppy, sloppy seconds again tomorrow night, nine o'clock with Dan and with the Quizmaster. And uh, a bit different, not football related. We're just having a bit of a general knowledge, laugh, mess about between between teams, a bit of banter. The race, nine o'clock tomorrow. Um, yeah, but, I mean, you know, Maguire at 80 million, he's having a bit of a bad time of it at the moment. But the more important question I've got to ask you, Brad, is... Can you last 22 seconds? It depends what you're asking me to do. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something, that is as long as Brighton could hold on to a lead tonight. 22 yeah. seconds between scoring and Luckman, what, I mean, fair dues to him. He was alive to that mistake and he capitalised. Yeah, he did. And I, I jokingly put on Facebook, and I think I posted it to the group as well, saying uh, Leicester's new tactic, let them score, we'll score from kickoff. Because Leicester have done that now against Manchester United, Spartak Moscow and Brighton in, in three different competitions as well. They're getting good at doing it. I'd rather them not score and do it. Maybe just when they're starting the match in the first half or the second half, we go and rob the ball off them and score. But I think collectively... Leicester have scored three goals in under a minute when the opposition have kicked off. I could be wrong, but I reckon if you add the Spartak Moscow, the Manchester United goal and this goal together, it still wouldn't equate to 60 seconds and Leicester scored three goals. So, yeah, it's mm. impressive to know that Leicester's press does well. And, and you know, credit to these players like Lukeman and, and Daka and Vardy and, 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 and Perez and, and Castagne and that. And, and, and that, that we're in the areas to make these goals happen because it just shows what's working on the pitch, you know, that everybody is 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 on board with the idea of what they have to do in these situations. Yeah. It's getting a bit of a pattern there, isn't it? That Arsenal are coming for us. Bring it on, Luca. If you like that other top uh, London team in white, that they've been coming for us for five years and we're still waiting for them. So, you know, get in the queue. And um, yeah. it's like waiting, waiting for Arsenal is like waiting for a Sunday bus at nine o'clock at night. It ain't never gonna happen. No, and when it comes, it's like a fart with a follow through. Just absolutely shit. Yeah, or it's just <laughs> not in service. 
Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Luca. We, we will see it the weekend. We will see it the weekend. Yeah, it's hey, be a good game. In our Tetawi Trust, you know, the process is, is working. At this rate, you'll be in the Europa Conference League. Um, just to, we'll, we'll come back to your point later, Craig. Do remind me, but uh, how the devil are you? Did, you? did you go tonight, Craig? Let us know what it was like from uh, from being there because we were we were struggling to actually see anything. Um, maybe Devils United, she says, hey, Leicester's team costs much less but works so much better than Arsenal, and they've no Ostergaard either. He was the fantastic signing you made when you realised you weren't getting Madison and you all sort of, you know, had to go and put your tissues back in the uh, in the cupboard. Um, uh, where are we here? Um, <laughs> my ears burnt here in Conference League. Yeah, maybe, maybe you should. Get used to it. Get used to it. <laughs> you could be there next season. Um Right, um, Mendy. Yeah, he came on uh, again. Didn't do anything, but the poor guy's not had a game all season in any form apart from under twenty threes. I think. Yeah, it's been a strange journey for Mendy since his arrival at Leicester, hasn't he? He had a very notable and good start, and then he got that unfortunate injury against Arsenal when he first arrived. Then he disappeared off the face of the planet. Um, um, then he came back into the mix and was all of a sudden, you know, he got that contract extension. He looked like he was reborn. And then he was in the wilderness again. I mean, we, there was a few people that wasn't even sure. I was one of them. Wasn't even sure if he was eligible to play in this one um, in the Carabao Cup. Um, he's not been put in the... I don't think he's been put in the Premier League squad. Or the Europa League, I don't think he's been put in one of them. I, 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 again, someone might correct me in the comments. I hope they do. No, but... he's not in the Europa. This is the only thing he can play in for us. Yeah, he'll be happy that Leicester went through because mm. he'll give him a chance to maybe feature again. But again, this is one of them where there was he was probably one of the players that was a bit annoyed at his own performance. But mm. you can be forgiven because, like you just said, Chris, the guy for whatever reason. You know, has suddenly found himself behind Hamza Chowdhury in Dewsbury Hall all of a sudden. And that's credit to Chowdhury's efforts on the pitch mm. over the last six months. He's probably he's obviously gave his head a, a wobble and sorted his mentality out. And Dewsbury Hall's coming on leaps and bounds in the under twenty threes. But you you I've got to feel I do feel for Mendy, and I know he didn't have the yeah. best of things, but nobody did. Again, I don't nobody think anybody did. Did. I think I think the fact that, you know, Terry gave the team four kind of Sums it all up, to be honest with you. Yeah, the fact that we probably waited to see the outcome of penalty shootout before before Ireland decided this man of the match would probably say why we sat here going, it's Danny Ward, because he inevitably won the game for Leicester. But, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. I do feel sorry for Mendy because I don't... It's not like, um, you know, it's not like one of them players that Leicester fans see on the team sheet over the last several months and go, oh, for God's sake. You know, like we have done with other players that you've mentioned tonight. But no, unfortunately, he's probably one of them that goes, ah, oh, just when I thought I could have given myself a look in a January getting put back in the squad. Yeah. I, I, I think they can, because they can register yeah. players again in January. He's probably thought, yeah. well, that's not done many favours. And he'll probably be hoping that Leicester get a favourable draw. So he might get another chance to correct that. But 
Yeah. I don't know. I think that might be it for Mendy, unfortunately. Well, having said that, you don't know. He may get the, the nod over Chowdhury next time. But uh, Facebook yeah. user here says, Rogers has just said he installs the go-get-a-quick-goal to equalise when scoring team has uh, relaxed a bit after scoring. I think it's always been known that the team is a team is most vulnerable when they have just scored. You know, oh. and I think that that I mean, you know, that I've been I'm saying in the sixties, and and that's been known for a long time. So yes, and I don't think enough teams actually take advantage of that, and we've done that quite a bit in the last few games. Like I say, twenty two seconds. You know, <laughs> it was it was longer than some of my uh, escapades last, but uh, but Luckman took it well, uh, and it looked like we were going through up until. Uh, them, them getting the equaliser, a couple of subs they made. Uh, I mean, we, we'd made five changes at that point, which I think is too many. I mean, yes, it's all right. Oh, let's give let's give these players a chance to come on. We were winning, and then you're starting to bring the big guns on. You know, you brought uh, Madison came on, uh, Sumari came on, Inacho came on. Um, I forget, I can't read my own writing now, who came on for uh, Luckman, but... You're bringing those big names on. Why? We were winning. You know, we didn't need to... Okay, a couple maybe to sort of close the game down, but five changes when we've got a game against Arsenal at the weekend, you know, to my mind, you know, it's too many. It really is too many because it disrupts the team. And as soon as you did that, boom, they went and got an equaliser. Yeah. I I think that again and... You know, it's it's all great in hindsight when you see it happen in front of you. But I think that was just sod's law. Um, I don't think Brendan was too happy with the with the fact that Leicester were almost sleepwalking to, to a two one victory at that point. They, mm. you know, again, there's a lot of things that can get taken into account. Um, I heard the weather wasn't that great. There was a strong wind there. Uh, I, I don't know how that affected would affected the players, especially in the second half. But you know, that again there was there was players that came in out of the cold that haven't really played um or even trained with the first team, especially if they've been playing in the development. Mm. Um, you know, so I know I, I know it might sound like a bit of a weak excuse, but these players are only human and and, and you know when you're not playing competitive well competitive football at, at its higher level uh, mm. in, in the greatest respects to the under twenty threes. Um because it is a different it is a major step up, we know that. Um you, you maybe didn't see the emphasis and, and, and Brendan probably made them changes, not expecting Madison and, and, and those that came on to go full but full hammered it and, and, and dash around for the 15, 10, 15 minutes they were on, but more just to give everybody in the ground and, and everybody on the pitch that security going, right, now we're going to shore it up. We're either going to get the killer and get the third or see it out. And unfortunately, as is normally the case, like you said, especially when you make changes, I would say the top three most dangerous things of football are making a substitute when you're on the defence, which Leicester have done before and other teams do, making changes at corners. The kick-off... Um, scoring, you know, defending it, because I don't think you're awake. I think you're still on a buzz and a high, which is what Leicester are very good at being concentrating when they kick off and vice versa when the opposition um, score. Uh, And sometimes when it backfires, fires like this, you know, you make too many 
changes and the worst thing you can yeah. do is put a player on and it goes wrong but you quite right Daco, yeah, good evening there. Uh, welcome along to How the Devil Are You? Yeah, he is like your big brother. <laughs> you're always, uh, always going to play better when, you know, certain players are on, but you should be able to perform without them being on. And you're totally right there, Brad. Totally right, you know. Um, you, can, you know, making all those changes can shore the team up, but it can also disrupt the team when it's so many. You know, I can, I can remember, you know, um, Sven Goran Eriksson, England manager against Australia, two halves and he made 11 substitutions it was absolutely stupid you know, uh, because what can you tell in 45 minutes, but I, I just, I just for me think it was too many, Terry F says here, the ones he brought on were penalty takers, at that point though Terry, we were 2-1 up uh, I think most of the time uh, at that point when most of them came on so we, we didn't need the penalty takers. It wasn't going to penalties. If you want to bring penalty takers on, I suppose the argument is give them 15 minutes run out because, you know, again, we've seen it where, haven't we, Brad? We've brought a player on for a penalty and he's, he's missed it. But Not, not to know, get painful memories. Yeah. Not to get painful memories, mate, but the Euro finals. Gareth yeah. Southgate. Exactly. Yes. On with yeah. seconds on the clock and they would, you know, we all know what happened. So yes. I, I kind of get it. Is, though, of course, the good news is, I suppose, he did take Luckman off before it got to penalties. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> a Luckman penalty special. But again, yes. I, I, I suppose you could argue that, especially with with Terry's point that he's made there, which is a viable one, is it was also maybe an insurance policy. You yeah. know, Rogers maybe saw it as these players come on, we either see it out or, like Terry said, I've got confident, good penalty takers on the pitch. So if we do concede, they're going to be warmed up. The blood's going to be flowing. They're not going to be stiff. They're not going to be jittery. They're not going to have three seconds on the pitch and then expect to score a penalty. And and, and look at the penalties themselves. I mean, I've got to give credit to the guys who do LCS TV. They were very descriptive of where it went. It sounded like we had three or four wonderful penalties. We and, did, and, yeah. You know, we did, yes. So, you know, it, it paid off in the end. And I, and I suppose, again, it's nice when it works like this, but it's 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 a lot easier to say it because had them players come on on like the 89th minute and let, we're sat here talking about our Leicester lost 3-1 on penalties, we'd be mm. saying, well, Rogers should have got them on earlier. And it's... It is what it is, but you know you don't. That's why he owns the big books, of course. That's why he owns the big books. Apparently, Barry exactly. Barry has suffered a five-nil defeat, their biggest defeat since nineteen seventy-eight. So it's all going wrong. We're going to look at the we're going to look at the penalties in more detail, and we'll do that straight after this. Hi, hi, all right, Chris. This is Neil Razor Ruddock here. No, no, you're huge. A Leicester City fan. You run the website, Facebook, the Twitter site, Leicester Till I Die. That's what you are, Chris. I'm Leicester Till I Die. I'm Leicester Till I Die. Anyway, Chris, well done for doing all the hard work for Leicester City. All the best, son. Neil Razor Ruddock. Aye, aye, Chrissy. Aye, aye. I wonder what he's done tonight, because a lot of the pubs were shutting tonight, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris, I've got, I've got some breaking news and some fantastic news for Manchester United fans. All your problems 
have been sold. You have the availability, a manager from a Galactico club, because as of today, as of tonight, the mighty manager of one of the great Spanish sides is already available. That's right. Ronald Koeman has been sacked Coleman. by Barcelona after <laughs> losing 1-0 to Real, whoever it was. They've lost 1-0. He has been sacked. So don't worry. You've got a Barcelona manager. We've hit that on his CV. Bring him in. Get Oli get back in the number two slot. All by that. Koeman for United. There you go, I that's think. the sort of quality. But they're not, go, they're not going to go for Koeman, Koeman, whoever Koeman, they're not going to go for Koeman, your worse pronunciation than me, uh, because they've already got an ex, they like ex-players at Man United, which is why Ollie's got the job. They're just waiting for him to fail and they're going to bring Steve Bruce in. No, he's he's ginger. Steve Bruce for Man United. Uh, no, just, he's ginger, Ed, and either can say he's, he's Paul Skulls and just bask it over. Yeah. Um, penalties. penalties. We went first, went at the hour end. Um, Madison stepped up. Confidence got back. One, one, one nil. Um, yeah. They equalised. Barnes got the second. And then they missed. And at that point, you're thinking, hmm. Yeah, I thought that was crucial. I, I was yeah. sat here, you know, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this show, but as a goalkeeper myself, and I face the penalty. No. No. no, I know, I know, I never mentioned. I let this slip. I know, I know. Okay, let go to me. But I kind of said, if they missed the first one, we ain't missing tonight. And when they missed that one, um, I don't. You know, it was fantastic. The ward saved another one, and we didn't have to have the last person step up and take it. But I, I don't. I think even if Ward didn't save it, the second he hit the bar, I, I, I just felt a bit more comfort, which is nice with Leicester because over the last few years we've been a bit jittery in penalty shootouts, yeah. haven't we? Yes. We lost the, a few teams in this cup competition alone on penalty shootouts, so it was nice. Yeah, Dakar put his away, which put us three one up. Yeah, they got one, and then Ricardo, you know, he, he stepped up and did a uh, did, took a took a nice penalty four uh, two, and then of course. You know, Ward, you know, took your mantle over as Jesus and, and, and saved. And yeah. we went through. Um, it, it's, it is an extra game, but I think, you know, when you're looking, I mean, who's who's actually still through? That That is the question, of course. We um, know tonight Tottenham have gone through. Tottenham, um, Arsenal. Liverpool have gone through. Liverpool, Brentford, Chelsea, West Brentford, Ham. Sunderland. Leicester, that's eight. I've got eight. Um, and QPR go through. I'm too honest with you. Like QPR I said, one. Uh, or did, I'll, or did... I'll, I'll, I'll go along with you on that one. I'm not sure who, who is through, but yeah. I didn't know that you were asking for uh, Sunderland at home, and I just said two words Wiccan Wanderers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's quarterfinals. I mean, it. it I mean, it's, again, we've we've talked about the Caribou Cup. It, it's silly to think quarterfinal. You know, two games and we're into the quarterfinals. Yeah, and, and again, I I I don't know why they've decided to do that because again, I just think it makes another mockery of the cup. I mean, yeah, it's great. It's great on you know when you if you know 
in reality, when you think about it, oh, two games were at the quarterfinal, three games were at Wembley in the semi-finals, but teams just don't bother. Even the, that, that even makes a team like a Wigan or a Portsmouth look at this competition and go, not arse, not going to win it, so it doesn't matter. You know, A, that's come with the fact that the Man City Cup can now get renamed by a different name because they're not going to win it this year. About bloody time. But then you look at it and go, well, we've got another competition. I mean, they do the Johnson's Paint Trophy. They do that, um, you know, that's done in a group format these days. That got restructured. And, you know, we're talking about a cup competition that's been at the living poo-poo kicked out of it. So I can't swear. We're trying to get this channel, making sure it stays in good 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 terms so i'll be improving my language for you but i don't know i just takes a spice out of it doesn't it there's no, there's no by the time you know premier league clubs don't come into it you know that are in europe until the later rounds i just if 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 you sat there lethargically not bothered and you're like because I, I i'll be honest with you chris and i think i said this to a few people might be to yourself when I heard we was playing on a Wednesday night, I thought, why are we having our Europa League game on a Wednesday again? I thought it was at home. And then someone went, oh, it's Brighton in the Cup. And I was like, oh, God. I, I hadn't forgotten about that. it as well. I hadn't yeah. got anything ready for it at all. It was only when we were talking with, with, with Craig that um, the, uh, uh, the weekend, uh, oh, sure, yeah, I've got, to, I've got to do that. But Craig said earlier, it was a good point, that was the point I was going to bring back up when you brought up about Koeman, uh, I don't want to go into this in too much detail, but will Brendan be linked with Barcelona? Adam, to be honest yeah, with you, he could, yes, he's bound to be, but I don't think he'll go because I think Barcelona's a, a little bit of a toxic job at the moment because they haven't got any money. Um, they, yeah. So I don't think it's a, it, you know, it, it's a worse job to take on than the Spurs job, I think, if we're honest. And you did say about you could only get eight, but of course it is eight teams that are through. Because it's the quarterfinals, so it's yeah. I Arsenal, think we've known them all then. Yeah, Arsenal, Chelsea, Sunderland, Leicester, Tottenham, Liverpool, Brentford, and West Ham. I'd say go out and put a five on Brentford winning it and doing a Leicester when we like doing a Leicester. Yeah. Um, Do you know? What I will um, say probably the first time in a while that I've seen seven out of the eight teams in in this competition be all Premier League sides. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think apart from from, and I don't want, I really don't want Sunderland because I think we're on a hiding to nothing. Because I think if you play in a Sunderland, there's a tendency to not take it seriously. I think, well, but you know, two words again, Newport County. Um, yeah. I think it all <laughs> depends on our it, situation. Yeah, if you play with any of the others, I don't think it matters whether you play in Arsenal, Chelsea, or whatever. I just hope it's a home tie. Lucas says yeah. there, quarterfinal draw on a Saturday. Seriously, we we said that earlier, didn't we, Brad? You know, yeah, yeah. So, again, um, you know, it, it it's it's yeah. ridiculous. But stressing um, the point of the competition's botherance. Indeed, but we won, we won, and we're through, yeah. and we're in the quarterfinals. And, you know, yeah. I think when you look back at the history and it goes, oh, in the quarterfinals this year, in the quarterfinals, it all looks good. But, Brad, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. It's no worries, mate. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it, as always. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's always nice to talk about a win, isn't it? You know? Yeah. And, hey, uh, I just thought they could replace Ollie, Ollie and and uh, and Koeman. 
they could replace a clown with Ronald McDonald the clown, couldn't they? So Ronald's at the wheel. That'd be next. Sorry, sorry, Maze, if you're still watching. I just, I just that that, that joke was awful. I'll only miss it. I'll take the P45. I think Maisie left left a while ago. To be honest with you, with you, uh, with, with yeah. your insults. But no, um, it's it's coming up to half eleven. I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. Some people would say I already have done um, lock, lockdown pounds there. But we, I, I will, it, we've not got long, and we're going to be seeing each other so much this week. And we'll be seeing you tomorrow at seven for the prediction league. Yep. And don't forget, anybody that's watching, amazingly for the prediction league. We've got this gentleman, Mark Selby, the jester from Leicester himself. Now, unfortunately, obviously, he has got commitments in, in the fact that he plays snooker for most of the year. Uh, but he has sent his predictions in. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see uh, if he does better than, 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 than shall we say, normal fans. Is that fair on him, I think? But... Uh, and then, yeah, of course, right. wow, Chris, you want to get that shout out and get that posted up and get that for out. Lots of people will love hearing Mark Selby uh, giving his yeah. prediction for the weekend. It's going to be very interesting. And then we're back on Friday with the Arsenal preview. Before I go on, this is Luca's Life um, YouTube channel to tell them how Leicester are going to stuff Arsenal on Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start with me on the post match. And then I'm with you on the post match again. I mean, you know, we we just can't get enough of each other, can we? I know, right? I know, right? People will start talking, mate. Yeah, I think they've been talking for a long time, mate. And uh, well, I think it's true. I think it's in, it's pity for you that they have the fact that you've got to put up with me so often. <laughs> but, wow, wow! I didn't want to say it. You said it, not me, mate. <laughs> Brad, thanks very much, mate. I'll see you tomorrow night at seven. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, mate. And cheers, everybody. See ya. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Thanks very much to Brad there. Um, great show. Uh, but it is coming up to half past 11. I do hate these evening ones. I really, really do. Tomorrow night, we're up next. This is what we've got coming up next. We will see you uh, back after this. It is the prediction show. I am not doing very well in that. Brad is leading that at the moment. Uh, don't ask me why, because in the proper prediction league online, he's doing absolutely poop. But in that, and, and the guests have coming up. Doug uh, did a really good week last week. Will Mark Selby do any better? We will find out tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And then following on from that, Oh no, you just can't get enough of me this week, can you? Following on from that, this is going to The quiz master is going to take on all comers and it's the pilot show. We're seeing how it goes. It's not, not a football quiz, it's a general knowledge quiz. The idea is that it's just going to be a laugh. Everything we do is a laugh, even when we don't mean it to be. Thanks to everybody that has been uh, joining in this evening. Luca, Maisie, all the other guys, Terry, David, uh, Brookline, uh, everybody that's joined in. It's been great. Thanks for doing it. 
Uh, we still do it without you, but we'll just be talking to ourselves, and it's what we do most of the time anyway. <laughs> Thanks so much. Remember, if you want to watch this, get over to YouTube, watch it on Catch Up. We don't have a plus one. Uh, I know. I'm sad. I don't have a plus one. <sighs> Actually, thinking about the one that I had, I'm probably better without a plus one now. Oh, I say that in the complete knowledge that she's uh, in a different house a few miles away. Um, yeah, get onto YouTube. Give us a subscribe. It does help the channel. Like the video if you've enjoyed it. It's always a help as well. And if you want to listen to us while you're doing the washing up, while you're doing the gardening, while you're out and about, you'll be able to get this on the podcasts. Search Lester Till I Die. It's on Amazon, Apple, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Podcast Podcast Addict. Always trips me up to name but a few. And if you're listening on your smart speaker, then it's just asking it to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. You have to say it in full, the podcast Lester Till I Die. And rather than look at me, it's really an improvement. You'll be able to uh, just listen to me. See you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Thanks to Brad again, and thanks to everybody for joining in the chat. Good night now. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Till I die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Sports Social Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. 
You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.